Hey everybody, um, I'm back, um, it's December, it's after Christmas, I think it's like the 27th, Sunday night, um, and yeah, uh, I haven't, I think it's been, I think the last episode I recorded on the 10th, so I know it's been more than, longer than usual, so I do apologize for that, but, um, just got, I've been home this past week, so I haven't been driving to work, which means I haven't been having that 15 minutes of time. I don't know. I could, I could have recorded a podcast when I went to the store, but I just haven't. Anyways, I'm sure it's not a huge deal, but, um, anyways, um, yeah, so I'm back here, but any, there was just one thing I wanted, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know how long this is going to be, but I definitely wanted to record tonight and I'm really feeling good about it. So, um, and I'm going to be like periodically plugging in my phone cause it's going in and out of batteries, I guess. My battery percentage on my phone is like at 70%. So I pretty much have to keep it plugged in all the time because it only lasts for like an hour and then it dies um yeah so I wrote down this thing at work a week and a half ago or so before I, I think it was like Thursday the week before last on Thursday um and so I was listening to um listening to the very eight podcast and um they said something about we're ripping through the fabric of 3d reality <laughs> and the way i understood it and i guess i go back and listen to the episode and think again about it but when i heard it i was thinking like oh man that feels so true because it's like um all this magic stuff i don't know what you call it this whole uh spectrum of spiritual thought of like manifestation synchronicities magic um abnormalities um it makes you think that like i think when you approach it from like when i i guess when i say you i mean i or when one does or when when someone approaches it from like the aspect of like kind of old ways of thinking or like maybe modern ways of thinking um maybe how we used to think um it it makes you think like if your mind has some kind of effect on the external world that you can somehow control that for your benefit and then it could be really easy because you're just like well i'll just make something really amazing happen for myself but I have found that while it definitely seems like my mind is having an effect on the circumstances around me, for sure, and I'll get into that a little bit later here, but um, also, um, and I know I've said it so many times, I say it all the time on this podcast, but really it's like not the easiest ride, so, but this, I wanted to talk about this instance in particular because I feel like this is like a typical synchronicity 
like kind of weird metaphysical moment for me is this type of thing that just that I'm going to talk about here. So anyways, I came into work this morning and for some reason I was really depressed. And so I wrote this down. I said, I'm depressed this morning. It hurts. And I don't know exactly what I was thinking about, but, um, I do know that it does really hurt when you get depressed. Um, and then I wrote down, I'm seeing through that seeing though, I'm seeing though that the pain is meant to be felt for me. Part of the process of losing pieces of myself in order to bring myself to another state of reality, probably one more in connection with other people. Usually the depression comes from a place of comparison for me, where I compare myself to other people, and then I, particularly with my art, um, like a poem I wrote or drawing I did, or definitely with music I make, I compare that to other people and makes me feel really insecure and I don't know, less than. And so it sends me into like a state of depression usually. Um, but it's, but I feel really good when I make it. It's kind of like just making it public actually sends me into the depression. (laughs) Um, but so I'm thinking all that and I'm like, man, with all this manifestation, why with all these, you know, meditations I do and manifestation stuff I do, why is it just not happening for me? And then I came in and I heard this podcast and he's like, we're ripping through the fabric of 3D reality. I'm like, well, ripping is not necessarily like a pleasant experience. Um, So then I had this thought, like, as he was talking about that, and I was like, what if, and I put lesson in quotes, because I don't necessarily know if it's a lesson, but it's just something that's like, what if the lesson I'm learning is to be okay or if the lesson I'm learning is to be okay with myself, then it would make sense that I would do things to make myself feel better that don't work. Only to serve up myself a synchronicity later on, in the case of this podcast, the podcast is a very podcast episode I listened to, to remind me I'm on a magical path, but the point isn't to feel good, happy, or amazing all the time. So... I just wrote that down, and I think, as I say this, I'm like, everybody understands this, man. You don't need to repeat it. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. It's something I need to tell myself. I tell myself all the time. Because it's like, and, and I think people would be like, well, you're just making, like, excuses for why your manifestations aren't coming true. And I don't necessarily know if that's the case. I think that um, the higher self or the higher intelligence or the intelligence that binds all together, or the universe, whatever you want to call it, I think, I don't think it cares if we're, if our life's going swimmingly. I think what it cares about is if, like, we're. I think what what really matters is that no matter what's going on, you realize that you're okay. Like, no matter what. Like, if you your BMI says you're obese, or like, if like you just can't make friends, or you get in a crowd of people and you don't know how to talk to people. I mean, I think all those events that you go through, like when you start manifesting to be like, okay, now I can manifest friends or something like that. I mean, you might, 
it might work, but more likely than not, I think you're going to get put on a path that tells you something that you're like, okay. And then once you figure out you're okay, it makes it a little bit easier for you to process like how to actually talk to people. I don't know. I'm saying all this for myself. I mean, because that's like a big thing for me. I know I've mentioned it a lot on this podcast, but like, yeah, I have, I have a lot of trouble talking in a group of people and I get very insecure, like in a group of people. I have like social trauma or something. I'm not sure what's going on with that. But, um, so anyways, that's how synchronicities go for me usually. And I know I'm I'm not, I'm not like, what's weird about them is like, it's something that I'm like processing and then I'll like hear about it. Like somebody, some, somebody on a podcast or something will talk about it like the next day. And it's just like what exactly what I needed to hear. And I don't necessarily think I've had this happen when I was a Christian, when I was, you know, going to church too, um, and kind of in the Christian circles is like, oftentimes the message or the sermon would be like about whatever it is you needed to hear that day. And it's almost like in these mystical places or mystical states, like it's like you're showing yourself the way, um, to wholeness, even though like, it's like. I can get off this podcast in like five or ten minutes and I'll be like, <laughs> something will happen that'll like, you know, knock me into a state where it's like I'm being defensive and thinking I'm not enough and thinking that, you know, I have a lot to prove or something. Or if I just do this one thing, everything will be great. That's the other thing that happens with the manifestation stuff is like, if you think you get to a place and then you get there, like let's say... I wanted to work from home or something. And it's like this spring, I like I had manifested that for a long time or tried to give that for a long time. And then this spring it came true and I was working from home and it wasn't like, then it just became a place I was in. It's like we wanted to own our own house for a long time and, you know, we had to like save up a lot of money to do it and it was really difficult to finally get to buy a house and then when we do, and now it's like, okay, now we own a house. And it's like, and then you just forget that like this thing you never have, have had like you have now. And it's like, that's what I'm just saying. Like, and everybody knows this, but like people know this, but like, I think it's like you're, you're, you're standing here in your body. You're sitting there in your body listening to this and like where your body exists in space like you know this matter is coalescing around you but it's all coalescing actually in the vacuum of space and your body is just there in the vacuum of space and i think that's the reason why these external things like you think you'll get them and then you get there and then it's like oh i don't feel okay and it's like yeah because like you know obviously everybody knows that like we say it but then it's like fame and fortune isn't gonna buy you contentment or anything and not necessarily that contentment is even like the main goal i don't know um jessa reed's podcast talks about all this stuff way better than i'm doing but um especially like her most recent one that i think she released on the conjunction day the 21st that was cool i'm sure people saw that um to see Jupiter and Saturn really close. We 
got the telescope out and went to this field that's like 20 minutes away from our house to go watch it and then I didn't realize it was going to set like it like shortly after sundown or it wasn't really shortly after sundown but it was like wasn't up like till 9 p.m and so we got there and this guy was there before us just this random guy was there and he was like oh you almost caught it he's like you just caught it and we just caught it right when it went below the tree line but we didn't get a look at it with the telescope but hopefully we get to pull out the telescope and look at jupiter um sometime here i'm hopeful i saw a photo that was cool like you could see jupiter's moons and saturn's rings um but anyways that's kind of way off topic okay so what is i gonna say next so i've been doing this two i know i talked about it on the last episode but i'm still in the process of doing them these heart coherence meditations and they've been really good they've been really cool um but i wanted to talk about two um crazy synchronicities that happened to me um yeah so and and both of them are um as they relate to like i'd been doing these heart coherence meditations so the first one was um i um was listening to uh ryan singer and noah lampert did a podcast together on ryan singer's podcast and um this was this is before i this was like a week the week before last and um they're talking about just like getting on twitch and doing things that you're like really make you happy and i was like that's all i gotta do and i was and i started like thinking about it and i was at work and i was doing my work and i was you know drafting a draw as i mentioned before in other episodes i'm an architect and so i <laughs> draw buildings but specifically my I do design building sometimes, but most of my work and in, in my role and at my job is drawing all the details, um, like the construction details, which I really enjoy doing, and also building the computer models of the buildings. Um, but um, I was like, what if I just like had a Twitch channel where I just like drew buildings, like just architecture? And right when I thought that, the podcast said you can't architect this ryan singer said he goes you can't architect this like right when i thought that and i was like holy crap that was crazy i don't know if anybody else has had that kind of stuff happen to them but that does happen to me once in a while that was an instance so i wrote that down too i didn't i don't have a piece of paper with me but um and then the same kind of thing happened again um uh so I don't know what that means either. I think it might mean, I don't know. I th- I think it definitely needs, means I need to be on Twitch, but I think it means I need to be like less planning and like just doing exactly what it is that makes me happy or having fun in the moment. And I was playing guitar earlier this week and I was like, man, I should just get on Twitch and play guitar. Um, just like noodle around a bunch. That'd be fun. Um, but I'm sure a ton of people are doing that. Not that it matters, but, um, yeah. So the other weird thing that happened was, um, 
another weird synchronicity that happened was um this was like two nights ago but um i mentioned this on the last podcast and or it was either last podcast or two podcasts ago i was talking about natural building methods and so i was just bored (laughs) and so i was just like watching youtube videos on my phone and i was like i'm gonna watch some more on Cobb construction methods so I think I talked about Cobb I know I did but I'm going to mention it again so Cobb is this like thousand year old building practice that is was used in England and um, it basically is straw and um, sand and clay and in, and I think in England they also put lime in it and you basically stamp this this mixture with water into like a putty like consistency and then you roll it into these they're like bread loaves they're like you know like four foot long bread bread rolls maybe three foot long like clumps and you clump it together and it sounds like a mud house and I guess that's kind of what it is but it's actually like this there's a specific formula for it um so it's not like just like slab and mud together um and it makes like a thick wall and um so from a energy efficiency perspective on buildings like this is a really good thing to have like a, a big thick wall like an eight inch thick wall um that can be made for next to nothing i mean it costs very little material wise to make this i mean straw clay and sand are all very readily available materials for very cheap um and that don't heavily use the earth's resources um and 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 so you have those inputs that are like really cheap but then also um from an energy standpoint a big thick massive wall um holds temperature really well okay so um it's a really awesome thing and you think well why aren't more houses built out of cob and the reason is is that it's highly it's very labor intensive so because it's labor intensive that means and it's hard to standardize it i guess um or maybe there just hasn't been a lot of standardization and i think maybe in standardization means that like there hasn't been any company <laughs> who has funded a standard that's what i've found to be the case like with like two by fours or the wood that houses get built out of the stick pieces that houses get built out of all these timber companies there's all these grades for timber and lumber that have been standardized since you know for the past hundred years and i think because cob is um i don't know i think because it's more i don't know why it there aren't a lot of standards for it. Maybe it's because it's newer. I think the other thing is like it's very it would be very costly to have a cob building built, um, because of the labor and time involved in doing it. It's more the labor involved. I mean, it's time consuming if it's just you doing it, but the labor involved can be uh, significant, and labor costs are usually the most costly. Um, things on in construction so that's what everybody's always trying to cut their labor costs um and so 
I think that's why maybe it hasn't been standardized because it takes the only the only comp houses I usually typically see that get built are ones where it was like a workshop. They were used for a workshop where people actually had like twenty people there to help them all build it, or they had like a big party, um, which is awesome. And I think that's the way houses should be built. Actually, and I think it makes a richer structure actually when the community chips in to build it. It's kind of like how people like think that like Amish barn raisings are like the coolest thing in the world. Um, it's kind of like that idea is that like there's this community that was involved in making it anyways. So I was, um, looking at the Cobb stuff. <laughs> so anyways, there's, that's Cobb. And as I said, like from an energy standpoint, it holds temperature really well, which means it's like a giant, like a concrete block wall. Like it's, it's good in that it's massive and that the temperature swing from outside to inside is going to be slowed because this big, it's like a rock, you know, rocks hold temperature. If you like step on a rock in the morning after it's been in the night air, it's cold, even though maybe there's sun on it, and it's going to take a while to warm that rock up. So Cobb acts the same way. It's like a rock once it dries, and it you can use it in your in your house to kind of hold heat in different places. But it doesn't work good at like keeping heat from traveling through it or temperature to travel through it, it which means it doesn't have a very high insulative value. Something natural building wise that does have a high insulating value is straw straw bales so 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 i've always thought like and you'll see like people build houses out of straw but the issue with straw is like getting like um insects like bees and um like rodents like to get into straw bill homes and the straw houses are you put the straw down and then you cover the outside with um, lath and then you cover with plaster and ideally you get the straw in really tight um, <laughs> outside of water so you don't want water to get into straw because once you get water inside your straw it degrades anyways so there's two natural building methods and that's not the only natural building methods out there but there are these two that are really cool uh, is the straw which has a super and so what straw does um, it it slows, it stops temperature. There's a lot of air pockets in straw, and that's what slows temperature from traveling from one space to another. And so it's like a has a very high insulative value. And I don't know exactly what the insulative value of straw is, but I know it's like way more than like a normal house with six inch thick walls that's typically built nowadays for the energy codes has like a um, insulated value, it's called R19, um, is like a six inch bat insulation. And now since like 2012, the energy code also requires like another layer of foam insulation on the outside of your building. Um, but which is like an, a one point, an R1.5. And so that, that's what, how most modern construction is done now, like at the present day time, but straw it is way uh, more effective than this. It's, it's our value, I think, is like 29 or 30. It's it's crazy. It's like way more insulative. So anyways, the magic, the magic, like, 
mixture of these two systems is when you combine cob and straw where you get and that's like that would make like a highly energy efficient building because you would have the thermal storage properties of the cob inside a straw wall okay i know that was a long a straw bill wall i know that was a really long tangent but i haven't heard a lot about this hybrid method which i've thought for a long time like i was like man more people should do it this way um but i, I thought about this like five six years ago and then um so just two days ago i was watching a cob build and i remember th i thought in my head i was like i really need to find somebody who does like a cob and straw belt combination and right when i thought that this lady goes in the video goes we're using a hybrid system where it's straw bale and cob <laughs> i was like what the heck like i can't like it like the minute i thought it the lady said it in the video i was like this is crazy it's crazy I don't, does anybody else have this happen to them? I don't know. It blows my mind that this happens. Like, how is it possible this happens? That you think something, and then the media source you're listening to or watching, like, repeats it right at you, right back at you. It's, it's having, well, this is not, this is not the only times this has happened to me. I don't know. This is why, this is why I certainly do not believe that anything is static that i think we know very little about the outside world that's why i'm investigating this magical stuff that's why i'm doing these meditations that's why i'm talking to people outside of the mainstream on this because it's just like you can't how do you explain this stuff you can't explain it i don't think it can be explained the chances like what are the chances that they would be saying the exact same thing you're thinking right when you right after you think it it's crazy um, anyways, so I was like, I also thought to myself, I was like, I wonder what, I was like, wow, that's crazy that they're using the hybrid system. And I was like, I wonder, it'd be nice to know what people, if other people are doing that. So I picked, I, I like the next video down was like Cobb house construction, clicked on it. And this guy starts talking about his house and he's like, oh, we used a hybrid system of straw bale and cob. And I was like, What? And he was like, it's called a bale cob house. And I was like, oh, oh, sweet. Now I know, now I've given myself the name of this construction system. And sure enough, like I, so now I know what to Google for it, bale cob. It's like an actual natural building method. So that was awesome. So now I'm like definitely researching the bale cob stuff. Um, I would love to have a bale cob house someday. Um, I don't know how that's going to be made reality, but... <laughs> Hopefully, the thing about the bale cob, you need time to build it, and um, you have to get the straw covered up right away. You can't let the straw get wet. Um, so I think the only way you could probably build bale cob is if you had like 30 to 40 people building it at once, which I think definitely could work like in a tribal system. Um but I think it doesn't fit well with our current construction practices in, in the United States or anywhere else in the world, probably for that matter, um, at least in industrialized societies where you have different, basically small companies of like two or three people on a crew building a structure versus like 
you know, you only need like the 40 people for like, you know, maybe a week and he could have the walls up and I don't know, maybe in, maybe in the new, in the new world, this is why I, this is why I'm recording this podcast though, because I see these things as like not the way we do things is not being efficient. They just happen to be the thing that makes the most money given the structures and the way we value we put value on the natural world around us which is we put no value on the natural world around us like and so when you devalue the natural world like you come up with the systems that we use today to build our world and think if there's more value put on the natural world maybe i don't know there's a lot of issues that i feel like architecture is kind of like a microcosm of these issues um of like value not being placed in the right places um you know because the idea of like a community getting together to build something is very it's rich it's a rich idea um but it's not rich in the way of like i'm gonna have a lot of money it's rich in like friendship community tolerance all these values that we hold dear love compassion you know, things that we're in lack of in our world. But I guess that's why I meditate, or that's why we meditate, or that's why... I don't know, that sounded really <laughs> sounded really arrogant. Um, no, I think that when you feel like you're powerless, maybe you can just put the vibes out there. You can put the energy waves out to of, to, you know, to make these practices more possible for everyone um i just think i think about it so much from like this really is what drove me to this place of like looking at charles eisenstein and moneyless living Uh, i know i talked about moneyless mark boyle before on this podcast um but that's some awesome stuff look at his ted talks and there's videos of his on youtube too um of like alternative systems that um, heal the earth and put the earth back in its like sacred place in our lives, um, just because the system we've been we've inherited doesn't do that um, because of how we place value in the system, and um, so there's this guy Alexis de Tocqueville. Who he wrote this book. Um, we talked about it in architecture school, but like basically he wrote this book called Democracy in America. Um and one of the things he said was that like when everything can be made quickly and industrially, like out of cheaper materials but just like in the shape the shape of it will look like it's elegant but it's really made of cheap materials like he's like the value of everything will get diminished and like the quality of he was saying like the quality of life would go out of it and he was saying that like that's where america is going to like in the 1890s or something like that i don't maybe might have been earlier than that i don't know when i'm on my phone hold on i'm gonna look it up
Alexis Tocqueville. Democracy in America. Also, was kind of a racist dude. I want to interject that in there. I learned that when I was reading uh, Stamp from the beginning. But everybody was a racist then. I mean, everybody's still. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Works. Sorry, I'm like looking this up right now. 1840. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, in 1840, he's like, everything's going to get cheap, and, like, the culture, you know, will get cheapened by, and the and the artwork will get cheapened when everything becomes mass-produced. And, um, and so I think um, in art circles, there's this term called, like, kitsch, where, like, it's basically like Hobby Lobby. <laughs> or Branson, Missouri. <laughs> um, and I think that, like, um, I think that what makes something, like, valuable is, like, the meaning or the time or the work of hands that were put into it. Like, it's not necessarily the form or the shape of it, but it's, like, and I think that's why we, like, really people are drawn to like um post and beam like timber framed buildings where like you can see like the joinery in the building um like the peg the wood peg you can see the hole goes in and how it attaches the braces to each other and like people always have this fascination with old barns and like um, I think there's something to like the time and the spirit that's put into something um, and uh, you know it used to be that that's what the rich paid for but I think we've gotten to a place in our post-industrial society where it's like spirit is all but like gone from our world and uh, I guess that's why we're going that's why I'm going back to the magic you know and why I think Charles Eisenstein's books are like so important because like everything is sacred if if all matter is sacred then it's like this tree limb that I just like hewn you know this tree limb that you cut down and then you hew into a log and you know when it's hewn by hand and 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 carefully, you know, jointed into place, there's something intrinsically special about that. Um, and particularly when it's done with skill and craft that's, like, passed down through generations, uh, it's so beautiful. And um, I don't think our culture right now, like, at least the old culture, I don't think it... I don't think it took any of that into account or takes any of that into account. 
or maybe we do but that's why like the rich people like i know in my state like in the southern state i live in like being an architect i get to see like what the really rich people are getting and they get these like really immaculate hunting lodges and they have and they're the ones with like the timber framed detailing and um the timber framed joinery built by these like master craftsmen but you know they paid for it <laughs> it's like they're paying for this like authenticity and when in fact like real authenticity could actually just straight up come from community like just I mean it's not I do some hand tool woodworking and it's not like extremely difficult to figure it out um and it's like I don't know um so why why am I slaving my time away at a computer you know I don't know these are all thoughts I'm thinking but anyways um I have been recording for a while 37 minutes um so I think I'm gonna be done um I I did want to get on and just say um just say hi and Merry Christmas and grateful for anybody listening and uh as always you can email me I haven't checked my email in like a week and a half so if you've emailed me in the meantime I probably have not responded um but also if you direct message me on Instagram it's a really great way to get a hold of me if you ever want to mention say anything and um yeah so thanks for listening and I want to say Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. I think this may be the last episode of the first season because it's the end of 2020 and started this podcast last spring or last, I guess this first episode was in February. And so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to season two. Don't really know what format it's going to take. I'm really focusing most on music and uh, that's that's that end of things so um and actually working on my house too um so in my free time um so anyways I'll, I'll probably continue recording probably be a lot more car recording stuff um, unless i'm able to like just recording to my phone um in my own house which is what i'm doing tonight but um anyways yeah thanks thanks and i uh, hope you all have a great new year and uh, i'll talk to you soon Thanks. Bye.